Welcome to May's Transition Podcast. I'm Rob Hopkins. These podcasts look in more depth at three of the stories from last month's roundup of what transition initiatives have been up to around the world. This month, we'll be hearing what compelled a community in New Zealand to clamber over rocks in pursuit of edible seaweed, and what led the Mayor of Tooting in London to attack a giant bee with a stick. But we start in Spain. One of the stars of the most recent roundup was the students of the school in Santa Colomba, who for their English project studied transition. But not just as an academic exercise, they actually set up an initiative in their local village. They also made a music video which they called a lip dub, which featured in the roundup, which even included a dance routine with garden tools. I caught up with their English teacher, Ma Mullerat, and started by asking her how the idea of a school project about transition came about. A friend of mine and myself had been talking about this project a couple of three years ago. And as um, I work with my students doing a project every two years, we had always been saying that the next project would be Transition Town because of my friend Tony, who's a teacher at the university and he is involved in in a small transition town near Santa Coloma. And we had the idea of turning our town into a transition because he had been uh, reading about Totnes and about you and well we thought that it was it would be a, a necessity in the in the near future what are the stages of what's of what's happened creating a blog making a lead up this was the last activity writing letters to transition towns in England well first of all we worked on some documents talking about the theory of uh, the philosophy of the transition towns well and some other things we prepare also an exhibition and we took it to the primary school to one of the primary school the primary school in groups they also wrote some tales transition tales we organized a workshop in the primary school as well also time banking the school and then at the same time in the village we organized with um, with Tony a talk in November and we started talking about the possibility of changing our village and then after the our project work more or less finished in the school we presented uh, the initiative in Santa Coloma so a group of five people from Santa Coloma were Tony and me and more or less the steering group. And then I think that um, the school gave a, a good push to start the initiative. And how was it received in the, in the village? We had a very good receive. Yeah. Now we are planning uh, the first meeting in well on the 3rd of June in a place in a, well, in a, near, near a hermitage near Santa Coloma, and we are going to start working in groups because some people had already enrolled in a group or education or mobility. And, well, we are 
very optimistic. You're insecure, don't know what for. The thing that we really enjoyed recently was the was the video that you made. Um, yes. how, how did that come about? When our planning activities were arriving at, at their end, we had some things to do, like the project of the video where we, we, we explained everything we have done so far, and the students make a presentation of themselves, the presentation of the school, the presentation of the village, and then all the activities that we have already done. Well, as you could see, it started mm. in a house, in my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, we went to a, uh, because it, it, is, it is in the same street, we went to an orchard of a student, and then to a shop, and then to the school, everything very close. I don't know, it was uh, very funny, and I think the content is good. What do you feel that, uh, that that transition has brought to the school that wasn't there before? I hope that the, the feeling is of austerity. So the students, not only the students of this group, but the, the whole school, I hope uh, they have become more aware of the, the real situation of our lives because we have been living with so much and we want to stop um, wasting so much energy, we have to do it. I think they will have this idea in their minds from now on. We also want to become a greener school, so next year we are going to start working on this. Another story from the Roundup took us to New Zealand. Transition Omaru and Waitake District recently completed their Sustainable Skills School. I spoke to Natalie Brown of the group and started by asking her how they got started. One of the first things we did was uh, started having uh, forums and and seminars, uh, Mm -hmm. inviting uh, university academics, for the most part, to come and talk. We actually got the second or third one we did, we got um, Holmgren from Australia came and talked to a group of people. We had, we're getting uh, 60s, 70s, sort of that sort of number of people coming along to our talks. Then at some point we decided to take a look at these skills schools. There's a sort of a scratching noise going on in the background. That's uh, somebody sawing a piece of wood out. Oh, that's all right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. okay. We we started, uh, while we were still doing the Natural Heritage Society, while we were the Natural Heritage Society as such, we looked at the idea of establishing what we called the William Morris School of Arts and Artisans. We had a list of about 200 possible courses that could be run. And we talked about it for ages, but didn't actually have a context to put it into until the transition towns came along. We started off with the summer school in uh, January 2011, and we ran about, I think, about 20 courses that first year. Or that was they run over a period of ten days, mm-hmm. and they were they 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 varied from things to do with food and food preserving and food growing and gardening, and composting and organic systems of gardening, and we had the larder queens who sort of <laughs> did a, a wonder, wonderful courses in preserving foods and uh, jams and pickles and relishes and sauerkrauts and all that sort of thing. Weaving and spinning, all the textile arts. The autumn school that we just had ran from the 13th to the 24th of April. We decided after the success of the two summer schools that we'd had that we'd run them year-round. 
uh, and uh, so we would have one each season. But after I have to, the, the the one that we've had here in in April just recently, we had some thirty courses, and they they ranged as once again the food and and gardening and arts and crafts things. But we also started having things like time management, and um, publishing your own book and and learning to set up your own websites and learning to play the bass guitar. There was a whole range of other ones that were perhaps not quite the one, the, not quite the, the the readily identifiable, sustainable resilience building type things. But although they they are, I mean, I don't know why I'm saying that because they definitely are. I have to say it has become the single focus of our group. We are some seven or eight people who are the key people on the committee. And it, it's uh, what, it, what it has done is made it much more widely recognized in the community. We even had, which was, uh, you know, greatly gratifying to all of us, the local Rotary uh, Club approached us and said that they would like to subsidize the courses for low-income people. To, and that, they, that the Rotary Club would pay their fees on the courses, which we were terribly pleased about. We had a lot of media coverage. So people are really getting to know what transition is and what we're trying to do with it. And what's, what's your favourite course that ran over this most recent one? Well, I, the, the, <laughs> it may come as no surprise to you, given the, the uh, little hassles we've had with trying to get onto Skype, but it's been the computer course for me. <laughs> <I've>, I, <laughs> I have been uh, having a one-to-one, one-to-one tutoring with uh, one of the local men here who uh, uh, you know, runs computer courses. So that's been uh, particularly good. But the, the, some of the other ones, I mean, the food-related ones, I tell you the one that's been the most exciting, I think, that I enjoyed over the summer in particular was the edible seaweeds. Where about 30 of us went down to a, a, a seafood restaurant or right on the ocean and climbed around the rocks and gathered the seaweeds and brought them back and identified them. And then she prepared various dishes which featured seaweed dried and powdered and in whole slabs as, as part of the meal. Anyone can do this. Any group could do this worldwide because what we've done, the way we organized it is that we do all the marketing and publicity and promotion, putting up brochures and flyers and putting it up on the website, doing media coverage, a lot of media coverage. But the people who want to enroll for the courses contact the tutors directly. They pay the tutors. They, the tutors organize the venues, although we will help with organizing the venues if, if somebody's stuck for, for a place. So it's 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 not a huge. I mean, it's still it's still a big enough job putting it out and promoting it there and finding the tutors in the first place. But it's it's not as it's not as onerous a job as it might otherwise have been. Last weekend, Transition Town Tooting held an event called Treasuring Tooting, an amazing occasion that also tied in with the launch of their transition shop. I asked Lucy Neal of Transition Town Tooting a couple of days before the event to tell me more about it. On Saturday, the 12th of May, we've got a day-long interactive walk which will take people to 12 of Tooting's venues and landmarks starting at 7.30 in the morning, Tooting Beck Lido, and then ending up at about 5 o'clock at the newly opened Tooting Transition Shop. But along the way, it's going to take in um, the community garden, Sprout Arts Gallery, the library, the amazingly kind of art deco gala bingo hall, which is a listed building, 
the Tooting Tram and Social, uh, Broadway Studios, uh, Mushkalasan, the Mosque, the Hindu Temple, the Sikh Khalsa Center. And the simple idea behind Treasure and Tooting really is to explore well-being and happiness. Today we're going to go to 12 different locations and at each location we're going to celebrate a different thing that makes us happy and we're also going to connect with different parts of our community and meet different people along the way. So one can join the walk at any point but at each venue we're going to be exploring a key to well-being or happiness. So for example at the Lido we're going to be looking at vitality. Um, at the library, we're going to be looking at learning. At the um, mosque, we're going to be looking at community assets. And at the Sikh Khalsa Centre, we're going to be looking at giving. So in a way, it picks up and revisits the Earth Talk Walk that we did a couple of years ago, but builds something else into it, which is really a chance for people to consider what makes them happy, what makes them well and to come together around that. But also, for example, at the bingo hall, which is looking at positive emotions, there's going to be some laughing yoga. At other places, going to be food. So they're all interactive, and they're all the activities which allow people to really you know, engage with one another, talk to people maybe they've never met before, but also have access to places like the mosque and the Islamic centre, which on a day-to-day -day basis, they, they might just walk past it and they certainly wouldn't have that quite precious opportunity to go in and hear from another perspective about what makes us well. Um, I, I, I think I've discovered new areas of tooting. I've lived in the area for 35 odd years and uh, been walking through Tooting, which I don't normally do, some of the back streets, just finding new communities that I never knew existed. Been to the garden, first time been there, it's beautiful. So, uh, yeah, it's a really great uh, learning experience. I feel more complete about my Tooting experience now. And there's some, uh, there's some bottles being hidden around Tooting, as yeah. I understand. I'm going to hide a hundred lost bottles of happiness with a very big sort of label on it, be returned to the Tooting Transition Shop. And so the shop as the final destination becomes the place when all these sort of threads are, are gathered back together again. Uh, there's also, at the end of the walk, there's, we do like to do things quite big, and we, Jenny um, and other artists have made this giant bee, which is like a piñata. And we've got the mayor of Wandsworth coming, so she's going to be given the first sort of crack at, at smashing the piñata. And then when we get to um, 68 uh, Upper Tooting Road, that then also becomes the launch of the Tooting Transition Shop, which will then run for nine days. And both these events are in the Wandsworth Arts Festival, which is exciting for us because it, it puts it on a map that connects it up to lots of other events going on in the borough. And so what's going to happen in the shop? Well, the shop is an experiment. Uh, we're working with artists in counter arts. And it's an experiment in how can you make uh, an encounter between the public and the ideas and approaches of transition. The shop begins empty, and then with a sequence of invitations, it, it builds up over the nine days. So it really becomes something of a, a mapping of the community in terms of what people's hopes are, what their memories are, uh, what their stories are. We think it's, you know, we haven't done it yet, so, so we need to wait and see. But I think this chance to create a public space where people can very honestly dwell on their everyday life and what is it like to live now 
and there are certain invitations in the shop which which do um, connect very directly to some of the really serious challenges that we face. But rather than just sort of plonking those down in front of people, is it possible to make an imaginary space for people work where the small acts of adding a story or adding a thought or adding a memory, for example, a large map of tooting where people can put a memory of, of their lives in tooting or a little sofa where they can sit and exchange stories. The bottles of happiness which have been hidden around tooting, people can bring those in. When they return them, they are given the chance to top up their well-being and happiness from the 12 very beautiful large vessels which are each marked with vitality or learning or whatever it is so they can choose which in which way they'd like to top it up so they, these are all very small little little things but when you add them up in a space which is a shop that doesn't sell anything but has lots on offer you begin to hold and create a space which is which is an imaginary one essentially essentially but it allows I believe, for a very special quality of interaction and dwelling on everyday life. Mm -hmm.